If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about menopause uh, by popular request. I already have how women's uh, brains and bodies change in their 40s and 50s. I, that may be subscriber, maybe not. You got to look um, in my podcast, but this one will be about at 52 on average, American uh, women go through menopause. That's just the statistics. I'm sure it's kind of the same in all countries. Um, and uh, what happens? And what happens if they just stop wanting sex entirely after menopause, which some women do? Like, let's um, be real. <laughs> they do. So I will talk about that as soon as I tell you to subscribe. The most recent subscriber episode was on how intercourse is fucking up your sex life. So you don't want to miss that, especially because it's just such a clever title that I did think of myself because this, <laughs> as I think of everything myself, and if you've noticed, I had only one guest in all of this time because basically this podcast is just me talking to myself. Um, and uh, if you subscribe, also you might like my Facebook group, which is you don't get the podcast the subscriber episodes, but you do get to talk to other like-minded people about psychology topics, and I'm frequently getting a lot of my um, topics from the Facebook group because we have a lot of threads there. All right, so let's talk about menopause. So it's really trendy to be like, oh, people can, you know, keep being the same person forever. This is not real. I don't know why this is a big thing now. <laughs> I see these people constantly, and it's like the more money I, uh, people have, I also have the podcast Can't Buy Me Love, which is very related to this topic, but it, you're not, like, age, old age waits for no man, you know? I mean, it's like you are going to change and and change. I mean, you are going to go into different phases of your life. Men have trouble with this idea. You know, men really like to have options and they, more than women, from what I see, they are hard. Um, it's hard for them when there's a closed door. They don't like the closed door idea. They do not like the end of things. They Women, I think maybe it's because you have kids and the kids always are like growing into a different thing. You're pregnant, pregnancy ends, you're a different cycle, you're a different, um, you change constantly over every month hormonally and mood wise, no matter what you do about it. Women are like, it seem better with the passage of time than the males, at least that I work with, which... Um, there's two reasons, the biological reasons, but also within the men that I work with, I got many successful high achieving men who have already conquered many sorts of things that nobody thought they could do. So it's like, why not mortality? Well, because that's impossible, you know? So, so while you may make more money, be more successful and whatever than most people, you're still going to die. And guys have a lot of trouble with this in particular. So what happens usually is, look, there's some women that after menopause, it's not really much of a change and they can try hormonal replacement therapy. And if um, they had like a really high sex drive before, maybe it'll go down, but it's still there kind of. But the majority of women that I see 
do experience a massive drop in menopause because your estrogen goes away. Literally, your body is biologically telling you that you can't have any more kids, so then why would you have sex? It doesn't make any sense. So evolutionarily, the reason that limerence or the infatuation or the honeymoon stage lasts uh, a year and a half to two years is that's how long it is for man and woman to get together, her get pregnant, her be, be pregnant, deliver the baby, and nurse the baby until it weans while he's around helping out. And after that, she's free to go to a new man and increase the genetic diversity of our species by procreating with a different guy every time she uh, ovulates and, and then the whole cycle starts again, right? But what is the reason, biologically and evolutionarily, I have a lot of guys who are really into evolutionary explanations until they get this conundrum, why would she want sex after menopause? What would the reason be? She no longer has, she doesn't have to keep you. A, she can't have a baby. B, she doesn't have to keep you. Why would she keep you? The children are long out of the house. And in fact, evolutionarily is um, an interesting part that a hypothesis that I learned even back in graduate school is the grandmother hypothesis, which explains some people think why women live longer than men, such that they can help out with their children's children and thereby increase the likelihood that their grandchildren survive. And uh, there's been research done that indicates that when a grandmother is involved, the children do have better outcomes uh, physically, mentally, etc. And of course they would. There's like a whole other loving person involved literally living for them. I mean, if you know, if you have mother-in-law problems because your mother-in-law is obsessed with your children, then you know what I'm talking about. But I say living for them, like literally living for them and obsessed with them. And remember, we as a species were not made for this life of plenty. We were made to be hunters and gatherers. And at that point, your mother-in-law would not have seemed annoying when she gets the kids to many toys, she would have seemed really useful when she gets them food. So that's why women are expected to live or do live longer than men by many evolutionary theories. But <laughs> they're not supposed to be having sex, you know? Like there's like literally no reason. So in this case, women, of course, there's going to be a normal distribution of everything. Uh, some people who are wonderful at statistics have informed me there's not, in fact, a normal distribution of everything, which is, okay, cool, but there's differences. So I'm still going to say normal distribution because most people understand what I'm talking about. But even if it's a, you know, even if the tail is longer on one side than the other side, still there are many individual differences. There are women that still want to have sex all the time. Um, I don't meet them, but maybe they exist. Maybe they're so happy that they never go to therapy. It's possible. But of the women that I interact with, and it's interesting because I do have many long-term clients and I see them before and after menopause frequently. Not that menopause is a discrete day. So if you really have zero biological knowledge and or are a man who has not researched this, menopause, like perimenopause can last a decade. So if your wife's like 42, then she's starting the attenuation of estrogen that, um, for, you know, starts the journey toward menopause. And menopause means pause of menstruation. Unfortunately, it also means pause on men <laughs> for many women. But um, the actual thing is men menstruation stops, but it doesn't just stop on a dime. It's not like, oh, every 28 days I have my period and wow, oh, look, look what left. It's not here anymore ever. Throw out all the tampons. It's not like that. So 
So you're, it will stretch out, like you'll like skip a period. Sometimes your periods actually come sooner. They come closer together because you're not ovulating. You're not dropping an egg, so your cycle gets all messed up. So in fact, some women think they're having a fertility burst or something because they associate it with like a shorter cycle, somehow better, but it just often means that you're not, um, you didn't ovulate that cycle. So your cycle was shorter. But anyway, your cycles start getting wonky, your mood starts to change, depression, anger is big, irritability, sleep problems, weight gain, waist thickening, specific sorts of weight gain like belly weight gain, uh, women's metabolism slows, all of this stuff is just natural human stuff. So it, it usually doesn't make women feel very sexy. And if there were, so basically if you're a low libido woman before menopause, the odds of you liking sex after menopause from what I see is very low. And if you were just an average or a high libido woman, maybe you'll, maybe you still will, especially with some hormonal replacement therapy, um, including uh, estrogen cream. So the vaginal walls atrophy after menopause. Like you do, literally, your body's saying, you, you don't need the vagina anymore. So it's kind of all done. Your skin all over your body, but it's much more salient and painful in your vagina during intercourse is going to get thinner. And so it's not as, you know, it's not as resilient down there. So frequently it hurts and people need more lubricant and people don't get as wet. So you really got to think about this. It's amazing how many people don't think about this as like a biological phenomenon that indicates when biology says we should not be having sex anymore. People try to think, oh, you know, age is just a number and menopause is just a what, a word? I mean, it's a phase. So just like prepubescent children don't you know, aren't sexual, like their genitals aren't ready for sex because they're not ready. Well, after that, your genitals stop being ready for sex. Now, a lot of sex is mental. So if you are in a loving relationship and if a primary source of your identity is to be a sexy woman, then many women, especially with the advent of hormone replacement therapy, which can include estrogen cream, it can include any any sort of topical thing, testosterone cream, can include estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, can include testosterone pellets. I mean, you would have to talk to more of an integrative physician or just Google, you know, hormone doctor near me you know, and uh, you could talk to somebody, you could talk to a provider about these options. But yes, there are people who take hormones, not just to have a higher sex drive, but because the symptoms of menopause, such as the sleeplessness, the hot flashes, which is when you get really hot and sweaty for no reason, um, they are so bad and migraines can get worse, like all sorts of stuff. So then the women want to um, help some of those symptoms and then that also helps with sex. And some women directly want to see if, if their sex uh, drive can be maintained. But I talk to a lot of women who say basically like I don't even kind of like I know I used to like sex but it's like Eh, like I don't I don't see how like there's very little continuity it's almost like remembering having been a child and like I remember being a child and it's funny because my kid just said this the other day and I thought I'm always gonna like playing I'm always gonna like playing I'm never not gonna like playing whatever it was I was playing hide and seek tag something I'm never not gonna like to play I'll be the person who likes to play always and it's like my kid just said that the other day I guess highly sensitive kids have the same kind of uh, philosophical 
amusing. And but you don't. I don't like to play tag. <laughs> I didn't like to play tag since I don't know since I basically went through puberty. So it's like the same kind of thing for many women post menopause is they really feel like a different person. They remember long sessions in bed and getting turned on and thinking men were sexy, but it just feels like it was a different life. You know, and if 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 menopause hits you like that, then you are kind of done in your mind. That was a different phase than now. And so um, that's not everybody. Again, there are people who maintain an active sex life. I don't remember what the statistics were. Some of them were better than others. You know, that like uh, something like close to half of partnered people still have sex. Of course, that could mean like ever, you know. But um, anyway, what do you do if you're partnered with a woman who's gone through menopause? and has basically said, I'm done with sex. Well, I mean, that's an individual decision. I mean, if what you shouldn't do if you really care about your marriage is go down this whole, I will never age, I am immortal, I will take, you know, I will like chew up Viagra like it's candy and like inject testosterone like into every, you know, square inch of my skin so that I can like feel like I'm still 45 like, why? You know, like, if, if you want to stay happily married, like, let age actually naturally soften your desire as well. You, know, you thought I was going to say your penis. No, <laughs> that too. But let age do what it's doing to both of you. If you want to be like a team player and see what it's like to remember when you were young and romantic, you said, I want to grow old with you. Well, how's that going to work? If you're like fighting back the, the hands of time with like, you know, your, your whole self and all of the money that you could throw at it, that could be something to go to therapy about. If you are one of these people that just literally has like panic attacks at the idea of growing older and still thinks that if they just work out in in the right way, they can stay 45 until they're 95. That's just not really um, a useful way of thinking and can lead to a lot of depression when invariably this fails and you are accosted with your own mortality in one way or another. And or if you are really incompatible with somebody who is moving on to the next phase of their life, then you can leave. You know, that is possible. However, what you can't do is leave, but also not divide up your assets and also not have the kids know and when they're off at college or what have you, that you're the one who wanted to leave. And you may be able to say, we just didn't want the same things anymore. And they may be okay with that, you know, but you can't have everything. So that's like kind of a key feature of of therapeutic work is acceptance and uh, reality testing. So you can't be a guy who just decides they would rather their wife be act act like she's still 45 when she's 65. And because you're a guy who's trying to act like you're 45 when you're 65. You got to make decisions about what's important to you. For the majority of happily married people, um, they will be supportive and loving of their wife in this new phase as long as she doesn't completely, you know, just like um, act mean and nasty and condescending about sex. And most women who feel loved and cherished will still try to be sexual. They will still have sex sometimes, you know, they they will, but it's not going to be like it was when she was ovulating. Like, that's not to be crazy, but it could be. Uh, even a couple times a week because there's no kids around, so she got more time and she's got less stress. So it could be, 
But is she going to act like she is a porn star if she ever did? Is she going to act like she can't wait to get you alone? Probably not. But there is uh, good news because sometimes when women do, um, you know, go on a diet where they lose, um, you know, 200 pounds, a.k.a. that joke about if you divorce your husband, then like, so let's say there was a guy that was like up his wife's ass about you got to lose weight, you got to like sex again, you got to dye your hair, you got to do whatever because I'm not getting old like this, right? And so she's like, you know what, fuck you, I'm done with this. So she's done. When your estrogen drops, so does the yes, it's called the yes honey hormone. So many women are, in fact, they say, oh, fuck this shit. I don't need this. Go on. Go go try to be young forever with someone else. And then they meet like this nice other guy, you know, in book club or whatever. Frequently, their sex drive comes back. Like the honey, it's not going to be like when they're 20, but they can. Then sometimes they're surprised that they can feel sexual desire again with new relationship energy and with not feeling constantly like you're disappointing somebody, which is world's worst, you know, uh, aphrodisiac is feeling like you're disappointing your husband by aging. So, yes, it is possible for people to maintain a loving marriage when within a loving marriage, post-menopause, many women would have to actively try to get themselves in the mood even more than the average low libido woman that I talk about in when I'm directing the majority of podcasts to premenopausal women. Um, they still have to try to get into the mood within monogamy. But of course, with biology and biological changes, this would be even more salient, right? Because literally, as I just taught you, the vagina is frequently closed for business or it feels that way. And you need a lot different kinds of sex. And that's why I wrote the podcast, Sex Needs to Evolve When You're Older. There needs to be more gentleness, more foreplay. There needs to be lubricant. There needs to be more stimulation. For all the people that listen to my subscriber-only episode on intercourse, um, you know, is fucking up your sex life, there should be no three-minute intercourse ever, I think, but um, certainly not post-menopause because she's going to rip and tear. I mean, many women won't say this stuff, so I say it to you. Like, she's going to bleed, and that's not going to be fun for anybody. So you would need to be extra gentle, extra loving, and if you are the kind of person who is extremely focused on pretending that aging isn't happening, then it's going to be even harder for you to to respond contingently and supportively and intelligently to the actual real world physiological and emotional changes that your wife goes through. All right. Well, hopefully this gave y'all um, a greater understanding of menopause and um, the various options that I see for how people can think about this and uh, collaboratively, you know, create a different sort of relationship post-menopause because it will always play some sort of role in your marriage because it is a massive biological change. All right, so talk to you guys soon and please do subscribe.